peace. Or well, last week we were talking about not to be conformed by our culture and not let, because cultures change. And we are to, uh, we're not trying to be like the culture. The culture comes in here and tries to become like us through Christ. Isn't that right? And so uh, we talked about uh, having a new attitude, right? Uh, uh, to be made a new attitude in your mind, a new attitude in your mind. Remember, we've done that one by the renewing of your spirit. When your spirit is renewed, your mind will be renewed. There are things that you would accept years ago, last year, that you won't accept this year. And I love it when our sister was praying for us. She was talking about that new creation. We become new kids. Every year that we go into a new year, we ought to go into the new year wanting to be better than we last, the last year before. We want to make better decisions. The Holy Spirit is not done with us. He still wants to work with us. Now, this week, we're going to continue because all of this is supposed to be last week, and we couldn't make it because Pastor was too long up front, and so we're going to try to finish it up this week, which he can do because he's pastor. So Ephesians 5 and 17, therefore, do not be foolish. Say that. Therefore, therefore be, not foolish, be not foolish, but understand, but understand. what God's will is for your life. This is where people get in trouble. This is where people get in trouble. What is God's will for your life? And remember, many times I've told you all, you're living below your means. All right, let's do it this way. You're living below your creation. God created you to be something special. About a month ago, pastor done a message. Remember, we came from the message, and it says, you were created what? Wonderful. God created you wonderful, and one of the things that bothers me is a lot of people are not satisfied with who they are. There's no one like you. There's no one like you. You're created special in the eyesights of God, and we're not women and men pleasers in here, right? If God is pleased with us, then we're good with that, right? And so what we're trying to do is get out of that old way of thinking, that old way of thinking, and many of you are processing the way that you grew up. Well, you ought to be out of that by now. Because, see, now I know you love your parents, some of you. You know, you know, uh, don't make sure I clear up for some of us didn't have parents. You know, biological parent, you know, mother, but not father. So the thing of it is, it doesn't matter to me. I never look back and get into this foolish thing thinking, I wish I would have met my father, who I didn't. I, I wish I would have, what would I have been like if I'd have knew him or would I have been a better child? No, because that's all going to end anyway. When you get born again, you get a new DNA. And then you have a new role model, Christ Jesus. And you have a heavenly father, right? And so I'm good. I'm good with, with God being my father. And, you know, sometimes we are happy uh, uh, when, and get excited when a parent says something good about us. Well, you know, every now and then uh, I hear it, uh, the speaking from the spirit realm saying to me, my son, who I am well pleased. See, if God is well pleased with me, if God, my father, is well pleased with me, I'm good. If God, come on, daughters, if God is pleased with you as being his daughter, you good. So once you get there, what are you trying to do by trying to please other people? And sometimes don't even try to please yourself because sometimes people look lower Okay, yes, it lower than they really are, right? Now, this is my thing, New Year, my New Year's thing, and I talked to some people about it, and I talked to my wife about it. I've always been a person that has been accomplished things, okay? I've always been somebody that accomplished things. I'm really, wherever they would put me, uh, uh, I'd always be successful. 
and, and could do it. And I thought I was doing good, but I'm still lower than what God would have me to be. You know, I thought I was a pretty good pastor. Well, it's, it's, I'm a good pastor in the eyesights of men and women in me, but where do I stand with God? And so he allowed me to know that 2019 is going to be where I'm going to elevate from 2019, Brother Nathan, to get higher. Now, now, now if, if pastor is trying to get higher, guess what that means is you all supposed to be trying to get higher, right? right? And, and so we're going to follow the lead. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Okay, so, and, and so this is a year for me that I want to get rid of all the, any kind of foolishness because I don't want anything, listen to be very careful, anything quenching the Holy Spirit. Now, and, and a lot of people don't know that when you quench the Holy Spirit, then you, you paralyze yourself, you see, because he doesn't work. And so I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit because I want this to be the launching pad for me. And that means that I got a lot of years to be here. All right? And I want to be here a lot of years, but be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. All right? We love this church, don't we? And so, therefore, be not foolish, but understand what God's will is. Quit trying to figure out stuff. Ask God, what is his will for you in your life? We trying to please people and figure this. And people, remember the old saying, I don't know if they do it anymore because I'm not around enough of young people. I got to find myself. You see, yes, you remember that. I got to find myself. The last person I was trying to get lose myself. I was glad I found God so I could lose myself because myself was getting me in a whole lot of trouble. So that brother needed to go somewhere. Do you understand what I'm saying? So So let me tell you, if you're trying to search and find yourself, quit that. Ask God what is his will for your life and quit looking to find something that's not going to please him because, and, and if you're not pleased spiritually, you're not going to be pleased emotionally. Does that make sense? All right, so, and then the next scripture is what? First Peter 1 and verse 14. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. See, there was a time that we lived in ignorance and we were conforming to that ignorance. We were dressing ignorant, talking ignorant, eating ignorant, drinking ignorant, smoking ignorant, sniffing ignorant. Yeah, we were doing ignorant things, right? Because all of those things come back what? And deteriorate your body, right? And our pastors taught us many times, God will forgive your sins, won't he? Yes. But your body won't. You see, so we were doing things that were ignorant, even to our mind. You see, we were, we were, we were putting too much trash and stuff in our mind. Because... When we start listening to our culture, we begin to get conformed by the culture, and then so we fall into those evil, evil desires, and we become ignorant. But we're not ignorant anymore. That's what conform means. Conform is to be obedient or compliant, usually used with to follow another's wishes. Now, how many of us in here, you can only say amen if you've done it, because some of you probably, you'll never sin. But many of us have been conformed to society, situation, or circumstance, or that culture, or our peers, and look what it done for us. Do you know what I'm talking about? But we're not doing that anymore, right? That's right. All right. Keep going, please. And conform also means to be in agreement or harmony. See, I'm not going to be, we don't, we're not agreement in the harmony of the world, right? That's right. You you understand what I'm saying? And remember, I lose, excuse me, I used uh, football last week, right? And I think it was Alabama I used, wasn't it? I used to, in the University of Alabama, uh, uh, I like Coach Saving over there. Them people ain't used to losing. That's right. and, and, and second, ain't good enough for them. 
you know, I mean, being second in the country is not good enough, would be in college, be in the world, but second is not good enough. Well, the reason that they got that attitude, they conformed by the Alabama attitude, which means that you come here to win a national championship. All right? Well, I'm conformed by Christ now, not by the world, so that means that I'm becoming a God man. And because when I become a God man, then it makes every other thing in my life easier. Let's talk to the women. When you become a God woman, it makes everything else in your life easier. It makes you make better decisions in your life, right? You're not in a hurry to get in situations and circumstances just because your flesh says you're lonely or you don't have enough money to do this, you ain't got time to do this. You're doing everything to groom and to take care of yourself. Does that make sense, what I'm saying here? All right, so, so what, what, uh, what we're going to do in here is, now stay with me spiritually. Say, I'm with you, Pastor. I'm with you, Pastor. Uh, uh, and the ladies, I want you to hear. It's the Me Too group, right? Yes. See, you all are going to uh, uh, change that and be the God too. All right. All right. Uh, me Too ain't good enough for y'all. You want to be God too, right? And somebody's going to ask you what God too is. You're going to say, I'm created in the image of God, and therefore I'm God-powered. Say that, women, God-powered. God-powered. So when you have got God-power, then you're not afraid to deal with the situations and circumstances that's going to come up in your life, and you're not in a hurry to get in situations and circumstances. When you're hungry about something, you don't eat anything. You only eat what the Holy Spirit feeds you. That's right. Right? You don't have a need for anybody to tell you how you look, right? Because it's all right because you got God-power, right? That's right? You see, so, you know, it's nice for somebody to say some nice things about you, and we like people say nice things about us. Isn't that right? Amen to that, right? Amen. But we are, we, we are, we're not insecure. That's right. We're not insecure. Amen. Is that right? Right? You see, you can be in a room in the silence when you got God power. The Holy Spirit speaks to you. And what a conversation you can have. That's right. All right? Are you all with me? Okay. And conform lastly means to be obedient, to live, or act according to God's word. We're going to act and be obedient to God's word. Okay, guess what some, remember now the scripture said three or four weeks ago, you're wonderful. How many believe that? Amen. God, there's, remember, I done told y'all two things God can't do is lie and fail. He can't lie and he can't fail. If he said you are wonderful, what are you looking for wonderful for? You're already that, right? right? Isn't that understand? You see, the most beautifulest person you ever ought to see is when you get up in the morning looking at that mirror. And you ought to say, I'm wonderfully created. I'm telling you. I'm wonderfully created, you know? You see, and, then, and people will say that you're stuck on yourself. Yeah, you ought to be stuck on yourself. You see, if God took, see, if God took, let me tell you all something, because some of you all don't get it. God took all the time to create this guy, and I ain't excited. Come on, so you don't, I'm excited about this guy. You, you excited about that? I'm excited, you ought to be, people, get excited about who you are. You see, you don't need no audience. You don't need no audience. You ought to be excited about who you are in Christ, right? And when the Holy Spirit starts talking to you, that, that's powerful. So say it again, God-powered. God-powered. All right, I'm created in the image of God. I'm created in the image of God. There you go. Right. There you go. All right, so there you go. All right, keep going here. So we're going into 2019, new folks. Yes. Yeah, we're going with a new attitude, and we're going to folks, there's folks going to be calling your names now, because when you get to Stratton, folks call your names, right? But we're going to strut on, and we're going to strut on. Go ahead and name. There used to be a pastor, Bishop Smith. You say, I'm going to, you better uh, talk on, talkers talk on, but you better mind 
Who are you talking about, right? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm talking about? Because that's who we are. Yeah, we, we walk in confidence. Not arrogance, but in confidence. You ought to walk in. How can you be a child of God and not be confident? Have God power and not be confident, right? We live on a higher conscious, for you all to understand what I'm talking about. We live on a super conscious. Some live on a conscious, then there's a higher conscious, but then a super conscious. I'm talking about the super conscious. Right? Understand things other people don't understand. Receive things other people can't receive. Because they, see, you know, when you don't think much of yourself, you do this. When you think a lot of yourself, you able to receive all the blessings God's got for you. Yes. All right, here we go. Now turn to Philippians 2, verse 5. First, I'm going to read from the NIV, then the voice. Okay. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now here, here's where the problem's at. Paul is telling us in our relationships with one another, have the same mindset as who? Christ Jesus. So if we have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, there ain't no little me's, big you's, little you's and big me's. We all the same. Isn't that right? So if we would love each other and have the mindset of Christ Jesus, then stop all this abuse. Let me say that again. If we had the mindset of Christ Jesus and love people like Christ Jesus loved us, we would have no abuse, right? There'd be no name calling, right? We'd be one people, right? Yes. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Yes. You see it? And so I have the mindset of Christ Jesus. I understand that. And I take up for him all the time. And a lot of people don't like it because I take up with it for him all the time. And that is the President of the United States. When someone says something about Brother Trump, I say, chill out. You don't know why God got Trump there because you ain't you're in your ignorance. You see, if God's in control, he's there because God wants you to be there, right? And say, so you think he, Trump would be tough? What if I was president? Well. Yeah, what if I was president? Yeah, you talk about cutting things. Everybody would have a job. Yeah, everybody would have a job. Wouldn't be no welfare. No fair. Be picking up stuff, cans on the highway, trash, you know, that we'd all be doing something with our lives. So they wouldn't vote for me at all, right? You see, and I'd be looking to checking folks and insurance companies. Y'all love me? Say, I'm going to love you and I ain't going to quit church. I love you and I'm not going to quit church. <laughs> you see, I, before you get, you get your insurance, you wouldn't want me to be president because if you're doing something to fire your body, you ain't wasting my insurance money because you ain't taking care of yourself, right? Uh, I lose already. He's gone. <laughs> Impeach Johnny Chesterfields Jr. We would, <laughs> right, right? Right, so we all, if we were in a position of power, we don't know how we would handle the position of those power. I would do it this way if you would do it your way, and there'd be a lot of people not pleased with how you would do things, but God didn't tell me. He told me to love a brother, no matter a sister, no matter what that brother or sister is doing, to love him. I don't have to love the actions. You see, let's do it this way, make it easy for you. I will accept any human being. I just don't have to prove of him. That's what he's talking about here. He said, well, I'm going to accept any human being. I don't have to prove of their actions, but I'm going to accept them because that's what Christ did. Christ accepted me. He didn't approve of my actions before I got to him. He, never, he didn't approve of me, but he accepted me. And thank God he accepted me. And then the Holy Ghost started improving me. That's right. All right. This is good teaching. I like it yes, sometimes. It right? Sometimes I wish I was sitting out there. I'm jealous. All right. Go ahead. Some of you ought to be excited because how much fun I have up here. Well, I'm a fun pastor. I ain't going to be walking around, oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm flying high and kicking, but not on your load. No, 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 no. I have a good time with my life. Yeah, see, because God, what would God put me down here to be miserable? Right. 
right? right? Why would I get saved and be miserable? You could see, I could be unsaved and be miserable and have a little fun on the side, all right? So I'm saved and full of joy. Does that make sense? All right, are you glad who you are? Are you happy with who you are? God created who you are, and he will better you. I'm using this word because I like it, better you. They should put that in the dictionary. It's not in there, but it should be. All right. All right. From the voice, he tells us to adopt the mindset of Jesus, the anointed. See, we need to divorce um, our mindset and and adopt the mindset of Jesus Christ. You see, yes, you need to adopt the mindset of Christ. If you have the mindset of Christ, you're going to love yourself. Love the Lord, thy God, with all thy mind, thy heart, thy soul, and thy spirit, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's scripture. That's the, the commandment Jesus gave us. That takes care of all the Ten Commandments. Because if you do that, if you love your neighbor, you ain't got to worry about all the other commandments, right? You see, if you love, you love yourself, you ought to love your wife the same way you love yourself. That's right. Isn't that right? Your children the same way. Your husband the same way. Isn't that right? So we got it. Am I doing okay? Yes. All right, here we go. And we also must live with his attitude in your heart. Now, I want to talk about that. We need to live with God's attitude in our hearts. Now, I don't know if any of you in here uh, are mistreating your spouses and your children. You need to change that. You're supposed to love your wife, your husband, your children with the attitude of the heart of Christ. We don't want that up in here. We don't want that up in here. We want people, you see, you see we don't want no lift service. Now, some of you might want some lift service. But... <laughs> I'll use my couple over here because they end this with me. Kim wants Logan to love him from a heart, his heart, not his mouth. It comes from your heart. And if it comes, but not only his heart, to love me with the attitude of the heart of Christ. Then you can do that to death do us part. For better or worse. For sickness and health. You've got to have the attitude of Christ. You don't know how you're going to go down. Look at me. You don't know how you're going to go down. You better make sure you treat people right. Because and, and, you don't know how you're going to go down. Oh, yeah. It's, I, was, I was watching these young men play football yesterday. I was watching. They was taking people, carting people off. Out there with, with injuries and things. They didn't, and years, years from now, that's going to catch up. And I was looking at them. I was saying, because one guy's ankle, you seen that, was turned all around. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'd be a basketball player. But anyway, or something, golf. But those guys do that. Come on here. They take a lot of hits because it's football season, right? right. What, if, what if, Do I have somebody in life in case I don't make it all the way that'll be there for me? Mm-hmm. You've got to think about those things. Because what is my job? I'm a fireman, a policeman. People get hurt doing all those things, right? Does your spouse love you from his or her heart or their mouth? Let me help you a little bit more. Say, help us, Pastor. Help us, Pastor. Y'all can stay in the corners. I'm good. All right? Look at me. I don't want Sister Gwen love me from her mind. Ask me what? Because I've watched her change it too many times. <laughs> God, I'm good. <laughs> and she don't want me loving her from just my mind. Because she's watched me change my mind so many times. That's right. But if some of the heart is real. It's real from the heart. And that's why we got to have the attitude of, uh, of, of Christ in our hearts because we change our minds. But when we have the attitude of Christ in our heart, the attitude of Christ's mind will have Christ's mind. 
but it starts in our heart. Amen, Amen to that. Amen. All right? You know, sometimes when I come in here, I think that you all don't really get what I'm trying to get you to do. We want to wear the uniform of Christ. And we want to be the, the elite. Yes. 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 We don't want to just sit in here talking about, went to church, had a good time. I, don't, oh. I went to church and pastor challenged me. He called me out. He asked me what kind of husband I was. He asked me what kind of wife I was, what kind of father I was, what kind of mother, what kind of brother, what kind of sister. What kind of person am I? He challenged me to be better. But he gave me the, the information that the Holy Spirit wants to make me great and wonderful. And all I got to do is submit to the Holy Spirit. Your parents can't make you better. Huh? Society doesn't make you better. Your culture doesn't make you better. It is the power of Christ in your life that makes you that. All right? All right? Jesus tells us in John 14 and 12, Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Now, here's what's, what's going on with the church. Come on. If we are in Christ like we're supposed to be, we are supposed to be doing the works that Christ done. Period. I'm about tired of people. I listen to these churches now. They're talking about how many people, and nothing wrong with that. Stay with me. Get up here in the spirit. They're talking about how many people they got in their congregations, and they got how many people they fed, this, that. No. How many people got saved? Christ was feeding folks, but he was, folks was getting saved through Christ. And we're supposed to do the works of Christ, right? Right? That, that's not a Sunday morning gig. You see, I'm preaching now, right? That ain't the work of Christ. Christ wants to say, what you going to do Monday? That's right. Right? Do you understand it? Yes, right. You see, sometimes I love things. People, some of you are in positions to make people even feel better about themselves. Do you understand that? Yeah, my, my, my sister Carissa, I love her job that she does because she fixed some pretty stuff up for my wife for Christmas. And she said, I want something special. Guess what that does? When you make somebody look good, they feel good. You see, I love that. You know, I like it when I see people, not everybody, and when you do it right, come on, stay with me. Makeup's good for some folks if you put it right, because you look good, you feel good, right? There used to be a football player. I'm on my football man named Jerry Rice. Some of you older people know who it was. And he always, he never would let his shirt be out. And he always joked with him. He says, because if I look good, I'll play good. All right? If you look good, you walk good. You talk good. If you look good, people think, people treat, you train, come on, you train people how to treat you. I'm going to say it again. You train people how to treat you. You see, people leave, some of you all, people leave you alone. Do you know how they do? You ought to say hallelujah. Because, <laughs> right, you know what they, because they know that you are out of their league. God, that's good. I think they even made a movie something about it. she's out of my league or something like that. Yes. Right, right, right. So, so you be all said, nobody talks to me. No, because you ought to be glad that nobody talks to you. Because just anybody talking to you, that ain't nothing to be bragging about. <laughs> Come on here. Come on here, right? Right, right. Because see, so, you know, some people ought to be out, you ought to be out of their league. Am I doing all right up here? Yes. You're a child of God. Start acting like it. Start acting like a child of God, right? Yes. Don't be scared. I tell people some, you know, folks get a little upset, but they say, spend some money on yourself. You go to work. Right. Pay God. Your t- I got to do it the way the scripture would have it, right? Pay God first. That's your tithe and then offering, whatever you're going to do. Yourself second and then everybody else. Because why are you going to work on yourself and not do something, work and not do something for yourself, right? That's right. right? That's just divine order. That's right. 
I'm talking divine order here, all right? That's right. All right, all right. And Jesus continues, whoever does the works, they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. Now, you are, we ought to be doing greater things than Jesus. That's what he said. This ain't me saying it because he's saying he's going to the Father. What have you done great lately? Let me tell you something. If you haven't done great lately, it doesn't mean you don't have the potential. The potential's there. You haven't had have the desire. Right. If you have the desire to do better, you can do better. There's a scripture saying this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Ain't we glad for those doctors that can do open heart surgery? Yes. That's great stuff. Heart transplants and, and are they doing all kinds of remarkable things? That God has blessed them with the minds and the desires to do things? Aren't we glad for a lot of these professional people that are able to help us with income taxes and car wrecks and lawyers dealing with us? There's some, God's got some good people doing great things. That's right. That's right. You see, you understand? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I won't say that because that'll be embarrassing. Go ahead. <laughs> to these people, not me, but go ahead. All right. We'll turn to Luke 4, verse 16 through 19 from the NIV. Now listen to me. We are all called to do the finished work of Christ. Now, don't go. I know some of y'all done read your Bibles, and Jesus is on the cross and said it was finished. He was talking about his work was finished for him. But when he said it was finished on the cross, and he's talking about salvation, and he does that. Now, the, best, the finished work of Christ is we're starting to do the work that he left us here to do. You know? I, surely, I don't have to pray if I'm hungry. Surely, somebody need to take me to lunch. And then get too many of them over there. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. my, my brother over there was, came up to me and put me on the spot there for a minute. He said, said Pastor, I think he said, Pastor, uh, it's better to receive, to give than to receive. And I said, yeah, you're right. He said, well, you need to give me them boots. <laughs> that was good. That was good, brother. That was good. <laughs> that, that, that was good, you see. Yeah, so it's, yeah. but it is better. Because we have something to give. Yes. Amen. Listen to me. Look at my mouth. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. If he comes to steal, he's coming at something that ain't his. That means it's yours. So you got something. He wouldn't be trying to kill it, to steal it, or destroy it. You see? So you want to protect it through the Holy Ghost, right? You're special. He wouldn't come to kill, to steal, and destroy if he didn't have nothing. There wouldn't be nothing to kill. There wouldn't be nothing to steal. There wouldn't be nothing to destroy. When people tell me, with the Lord, it's just like when I joined church and all this, yeah, and it's hard to come to church because Satan don't want you to come to church and hear the message like this because the pastor's telling you you were somebody in the womb of your mother. God created you special. He's coming to kill and steal and destroy. And sometimes he does, works through people to do that. That's why some of you are insecure in here. And you, you married the wrong people or you came out of the wrong family, but you can get in the right family and marry the right person. I think the Bible says that Jesus is coming back for the who? For the bride. He's the groom. Who's the bride? Okay. Okay. So who, you married? Are you married? Yes. To who? Jesus. To Christ Jesus. He's coming back. Lord, help us here. <laughs> This is work. Y'all got me tired this morning, right? Right. I mean, my congregation ain't talking. The pastor, the Packers are pathetic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm having a tough year. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, come on, let's start all over again, you know? Wow. 
Okay. Brother wants my boots. Call me out. I mean, man. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. All right. Jesus went to Nazareth where he had been brought up. Wait a minute. This is going to get tough on you. Pastor's getting ready to call you out. Real loud. Read it real loud. And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written. Now, this is very important, and I want you all to know Jesus went to church. They called it synagogue then, right? And he respected the church building. He honored it. We've gotten too loose in church. We need, we need to tighten that up, all right? Keep going. And it reads, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Stop just a minute. Who's supposed to proclaim good news to the poor? Because you're supposed to do what? Greater things. That's right. That's it. All right. Here we go. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Freedom for the prisoners. We ain't talking about just people incarcerated in a jail. There's people incarcerated in their heads. Emotionally. And he's called, he's called us to do what? To talk with them and to have the key to unlock them from that jail cell that they in, in their minds as well. You see, some people, are, some people are more free in prison than people outside of the prison. That's right. That's right. But we are here to do that. Who's supposed to do that? We You're are. supposed to do that. Pastor or what? We are. All right. Okay. And in Isaiah 61, it says release from darkness for the prisoners. We're supposed to do what? There are people walking around in darkness. Who's supposed to be the light? We are. Who's supposed to help release them? It's called seek. If somebody was seeking wise counsel, could they come to your house? Could you talk with them? Could you help them find the light? A way out of their darkness? Jesus didn't have to do that. He's anointed us to do that. All right. He's also given me recovery of sight for the blind. We're supposed to cover the sight of the blind. And we always think everything's physical. There are people walking around blind. It's ignorance is a blindness, right? And we're supposed to be their light to show them, help them to see clearly. You remember that song, I can see clearly now the rain is gone? Yes. That's what we need to do. Sometimes we need to help people see that that they can't see. All right. To set the oppressed free. We're supposed to set the oppressed free? And oppressed is a thing. You ever been oppressed? Mm-hmm. Set them free. Some people just need a hug. Some people just need you to tell them, hey, it's going to be okay. That's right. Some people say, can I do anything? That's right. We'll just set them free. Some people ought to know that they're going to be okay because you're there. That's right. You see? And from the message, it says to set the burdened and battered free. The burdened and battered free. There are people walking around. You know some of them, burdened and battered. We need to sit down and talk with them. Speak, pray with them. No, they don't need you to preach to them. Set the burdened and battered free. Do you know some people, remember I told you all, quit dealing with facts. Find out the cause. Quit dealing with facts and find out the cause. Maybe she's had a bad day. You don't know who she goes home to. Maybe he's had a bad day. You don't know who he goes home to. You don't know who that child goes home to. You don't know the environment that child lives in. 
you're a Christian, what are you supposed to do? That's right. They're battered and they're bruised and they're wounded. Set them free. Amen. Set them free. Yes. All right? And in Isaiah 61, it says to bind up the brokenhearted. And we're to bind up the brokenhearted. You know the best way to bind up a brokenhearted person? What's a broken heart? Do we have broken hearted? Yes, broken hearted is overwhelmed by grief, disappointed, despair. As long as you're living, it's either going to be you or somebody you know that's overwhelmed by grief. It's a part of life. Uh, yes, oh, and I've been overwhelmed by grief. You see, some of you looking at me, can I say it, Sister Cozy? If you ain't, keep living. Right. You keep living, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Go ahead, grief. And, and lastly, in verse no, 19. I want to go with uh, broken heart again. Oh, you want to go broken hearted? Mm -hmm. um, it is to bind up the broken hearted. And, and broken heart is? Overwhelmed by grief. Mm -hmm. Disappointment. Stop there. Dis disappointments can hurt your spirit. It is disappointment in a child. Disappointment in a, spouse, disappointment in a friend. Disappointment in a family member. Yes. It hurts. The Bible ain't told us that. that's a lie that some of these folks are trying to tell you all. All right, Nathan, this is a lie these folks are trying to tell you about all this. Everything's good, and you're going to have a breakthrough. And, you know, and I see them on TV, and folks are jumping and shouting. Ain't there, there's only one place that that's going to be. And that's the Revelation says, and he will come and wash away all your tears. That's called heaven. As long as you're living on this, there's, if somebody else is disappointed, it ought to hurt you. If somebody else is overwhelmed with grief, it ought to hurt you. You can help them. And the pain that you see in them, the best way to heal somebody is love. Sometimes you can't say nothing else. Just, I love you. Because you can't do nothing else. All right? And the last one was despair. And despair. It happens, people. It's part of life. But we are the healers. So you're either going to be a healer or the one that needs healed. But it's life. God, see, we're looking up here. I shouldn't have to look up here for, for the, I should be able to look here. You see, the person shouldn't have to look there all the time. They ought to be able to look at their spouse. Their friend. Sometimes a family member. Because we are here to do the finished work of Christ. All right. And lastly, in verse 19, tells us that we are to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And we want to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. They're talking about something else, but I'm going to move it in. 2019. That's right, sis. Live in his favor. Let me tell you something. Lord, keep blessing me, Satan. You are a liar, and you do not have power of any kind to destroy any of the blessings God has stored upon me. So go somewhere. All right, so anyway, let me tell you something. God's favor is when you got everything almost you want. I'm past knees. I'm past that for a long time. I, I, sometimes I had to think, do I want anything? I'm good. You know, do I want anything? I'm good. You know? Got nice home, wonderful wife, children, grandchildren, beautiful church, church members. Some of them love me. <laughs> yes, I got all that going on, you know? You see, you know, wait a minute, you know, uh, if I want to go to get some barbecue or go eat here, go eat there, got the money to do that? You know what that's called? 
living in God's favor. Right. Right? right? Let me tell you what's wrong. And he won't do nothing for me that he won't do for you. Right. Amen to that? Amen. All right, give God a hand clap. 